0: what's up everybody welcome to call to the bullpen i'm david payne with brad zampar and jimmy miller let's play ball first episode of the off season the, the world series just ended we had the astros take it over the phillies and six which is i'm pretty much right where we saw this going you know we all kind of discussed the phillies had a fighting chance which is Um, They did put up a a good fight. You know, they are the fight-ins after all. Uh, But in the end, the Astros overpowered them. Astros were the better team. Um, And the Astros really kind of, as far as I'm concerned, should have that stink off them now. Uh, It's time to move on from 2017. There's like four members of that team even left. Um, Nothing left to prove now. You can't say that the Astros only won because they cheated. The Astros proved that, you know, they've been in the, the championship series for, what, the last five years? And now they, they come through and get a clean ring. So nothing left to prove as far as I'm concerned. The the Astros are legit. Um, I think even without the cheating 2017, they might have won regardless. Um, that team is still stacked. Um, just a, a, a juggernaut team. But um, the Phillies showed that um, they're you know one or two moves away from getting that ring. And I, we can discuss in a, a little bit what we think they have to do um, to get that ring, but what were your impressions of this world series? Um, let's start with Jim.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was, I'm not very surprised that, that, that they won that series pretty easily. Um, I mean, it it wasn't the easiest world series victory ever, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think it was big that as as I predicted, you know, they're going to win and die by Verlander essentially. And I think if Verlander didn't step up in that after, you know, starting off the series in the playoffs so poorly, um, I don't think they 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 would have won that series. Honestly, he was so bad in the World Series up until that final start, and I think he kind of changed his legacy almost. Um, from you know, now I think that he has a couple more good starts in the World Series, and that I I think he's dropped that legacy of being a bad World Series starter.
2: Yeah, the this was definitely a big World Series for the Astros to get. Uh, I feel like a lot of people portray the Dodgers as this dynasty. But I would I would argue that the Astros are a bigger dynasty than the Dodgers have been in the past five, six, seven years. Uh they've just been utter dominance. They've got the more world series now to show for it. Um they just continue to do it year in, year out. They're there. Um this year I felt like the big difference this year was Jeremy Payne, a dude just stepped up. because throughout the whole playoffs, so, Atuve really did nothing. Alvarez didn't really do much until that home run. Coincidentally, he started with the home run, went on like an O for twenty five, and then hit the home run to basically seal it. So that was kind of funny. But overall, the Astros franchise is just headed in a phenomenal direction right now.
0: Yeah, and it was it was a pretty pretty good series too. I mean, you had a game with you know the Phillies had the most home runs in a World Series game. You had uh, the very next day they get no hit. We had a combined no hitter in the World Series. Um, you know, I'd, I'd like it to be all close games. Those two kind of blowouts in there kind of stunk when you're a little disinterested after the fifth. But I guess the no-hitter keeps you interested, although a, a, I care about a combined no-hitter um, not much at all. So uh, I don't know if that kept me all that invested. But a couple close games in there, a couple of good games in there. Um, and overall, it was a, a pretty good series. So now we're moved on to the offseason today is thursday the 10th which is the first day uh, of mlb free agency Uh, and luckily for us we had our fingers crossed all day luckily for us none of these big names that we're about to talk about uh, signed today Uh, we did have uh, edwin diaz go back to the mets on a record deal um, earlier in a couple days ago and then today Uh, We had Robert Suarez back to the Padres on a a record deal. Brad was telling me that it was the the biggest contract for a relief pitcher who's never closed the game, uh, which is a pretty niche, interesting stat there. Um, But we're going to go down the list of our top 15 free agents uh, and where we think they'll land. Uh, And we're going to kick it off with the the big gun, uh, the likely AL MVP, Aaron Judge, and I've Got him going back to the Yankees, although there's a big question mark next to my pick there because I'm not sure. I'm just, I honestly have no idea where this goes, but I'm going Yankees based on the fact that the Yankees can't live without him. The Yankees are last place in the AL East without Aaron Judge. They should be desperate to re-sign him. Uh, I know the Giants are going like no, you know, no limit on the money that they'll throw at him, but I think the Yankees are, are the team that have
1: to bring him back. You're muted, bud. Yeah, I I went Yankees as well. I I think that there's no way that they don't bring him back. Um, I think that he means too much to that city. I, I think that, you know, they they just have to throw money at him. They, they have to act like the Yankees of old and just 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 throw whatever he asks at them. Um, you know, if if George was still around, this contract would not even be a thing. He he would have been extended already. Um, but I I I think he he, he finds his way back to the Yankees.
2: Yeah, I feel like it's really going to be come down to one of two things, and I don't think it's going to factor in with the Giants. I think it's going to be if Judge is willing to leave New York, and if he is, I think he's going to end up in L.A. with the Dodgers, but that would require the Dodgers doing a lot of gymnastics because then you're probably moving Mookie to second. You're doing a lot of things out there. So it's it it'll probably come down to those two teams, and in the end, I feel like he'll want to co- go uh, go back to the Bronx.
0: Now we're sticking in New York, but the next one, which is Jacob Degrom, um, who at one point was the best pitcher in in the entire sport by in my opinion, he's at one point was the best pitcher ever. Um, and I'm gonna say he leaves New York, and uh, you know I was saying this before the reports came out today um we did we did release this graphic on Instagram before the reports came out that he was interested in signing with the rangers um but there's always kind of rangers rumblings um so I, I think the rangers are willing to make a big splash again um chris young is hungry to you know get talent there he showed he's not afraid to throw big contracts out um so i'm going to go texas rangers for jacob Ground.
1: Yeah, I mean, as as a Mets fan, I'd love to say he comes back to the Mets. That, that That's where I think he's going to go. But I would not be surprised if he goes to Texas. I think that, you know, they're a couple pieces away from being a playoff contender, especially considering that division. They kind of always underperform aside from the uh, Houston Astros. So I think that he would be a good fit there. I, I think it's a pitcher's park. So I could definitely see him going to the Rangers, but obviously he wanted to stay in Queens.
2: Yeah, that report I saw today—I felt like that was a perfect smokescreen from Degrom's camp. Just amazing—he uh, letting them know early that he's willing to go talk to other teams and that he's not going to have this so-called loyalty to just the Mets. And Cohen's going to have to bulk up. I mean, when Cohen came in, he said he wanted that one-two front, front of the rotation stuff. And what what Degrom did before uh, these last two years was unquestionably the most outrageous stuff you've ever seen a starting pitcher do. Uh, if he doesn't get hurt, if he makes 25 plus starts this year, he probably says, I want $50 million a year. And that's it. That's you start there and that's it. But obviously he, I don't think he'll get the 50. He'll probably be, he'll probably, I think he will go higher than Trezor. I think he ends up back in New York, mostly because of Cohen. He's just going to say, listen, dude, I get it. It'd be a three, four year deal upwards of 45 million. Just let's go.
0: And I think you can get creative with the structure of that deal, too, where uh, maybe he's got an opt out after the first year where if he puts up, you know, 25, 30 starts, um, then he you know, can opt out and hit the market again. Um, or maybe some kind of scale where if he hits that start, he, he gets a certain bonus, um, something like that to, to, you know, protect the club's interest with the injury history, but also him. Uh, being able to to get his proper money uh, if he can stay healthy. Now we're going to go to Trey Turner, the premier shortstop on the market. Uh, and I think that everything lines up perfectly for him to be a Philly. I, I know that the Harpers and Turners have a fantastic relationship from their time in, in D.C. You would see them posting on social media all the time. They still hang out. Um, I think Turner has even said that he wants to go to Philly um, So I think everything lines up too perfectly for him to not be a Philly there. And he, you know, the Phillies are missing one to two pieces. And I think that uh, adding his bat as good as, you know, Gene Segura as, as a contact hitter is um, Trey really brings a, a full package to that team. And that chemistry there with, with Harper would be unbeatable.
1: Yeah. I, I think even though the Dodgers have a ton of payroll this off season that they can bring him back. I I think Philly does make the most sense. Uh, I, I think that he will end up there. I don't think Bryson Sott is going to stop them from bringing in a talent like that, especially considering even if, you know, he were to go to the Mets, you know, he could play second base, uh, maybe center field. He could move around. I, I don't think I'm not sure if he's as intent on as Xander Bogarts is at staying at shortstop. But I think the Phillies would, would definitely be the best fit for him. I, I, that's, that's where I could see him going.
2: Yeah, this is another one where I think it's going to come down to these two teams. It's going to be the Phillies or it's going to be the Dodgers. In the end, I feel like the Dodgers, They're this is kind of like, I would say in the most recent, like five years probably, this is like the most um, question marks we've had around the Dodgers in a while. Uh, They don't really have a lot of payroll committed to people. They've got Kershaw as a free agent. You got, they just declined Turner's option. Yeah. It's going to be interesting for them, and they need people to build around. Obviously, they have Mookie, they have Freddie, but you need another guy there. Whether that's Judge, if they go after Judge, whether that's Turner, I feel like they're going to land at least one of the Judge or the Turner, and I feel more likely that it's that Turner stays than them landing Judge, so I went with Turner staying in L.A.
0: And I think something that Jim mentioned is important is that he probably is willing to move off of shortstop and no matter what john hamm said in that hype video for him um the shortstop defense is not that fantastic um and he might even benefit from a move to second base defensively um so i, I think he should be open to that and i think that um, especially in philly with having stott there that could be an option um even if he pulls, you know splits games at shortstop and, and second base then uh, the next i mean you could argue that correa is the premier shortstop um as you know Scott Forrest will tell you that he's Dior and Versace and Michael Kors and whatever other designer brands you could think of. Um, but this is a, this was a hard one for me. And I, I'm really not confident in even narrowing down options for Correa. His market seems so cloudy. Um, just, it feels like it's kind of based on what short uh, teams are able to retain their shortstops. Like if the Braves bring back, or if they don't bring back Swanson, then they're in on Correa. If the uh, Dodgers don't bring back Turner, then they're in on Correa. Um, so his market seems cloudy to me. Um, but I'm gonna say that he ends up in LA and not the Dodgers. I'm gonna I, the Angels are talking about making one last push with Shohei and with uh, with Trout. I think that he's a guy who is open to deals with opt-outs like we just saw with Minnesota, where he's going to go try and maybe ring chase and have a chance to play with Shohei and Trout. Um, So I'm going to say he's one of the guys that Angels use to make that big push. Um, And if he doesn't end up in L.A. with the Angels and Trey Turner goes elsewhere, then I could see him in L.A. with the Dodgers as well. Um, But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that he's the guy that Angels go after and throw big money at.
1: Yeah, I ha- yeah I have him on the um, other team in LA. You know, as you were saying, if the Dodgers don't get Trey Turner back, I have Correa going to the Dodgers. I I think it just makes sense. You know, he's a big market guy. He's proven that he could play in the big stage. Proven that he could hit in the postseason. To me, it just makes the most sense for him to go to the Dodgers.
2: Yeah, with with Correa, I have him going to the um, to the Phillies. Uh, that's that's kind of where I feel like he's gonna fit in best with everything that. Phillies are really doing there they kind of need a little bit more of like a contact not I wouldn't say a contact guy but they need somebody who's going to go in there and hit line drives get on base because they have a lot of big boppers I mean Correa is obviously more prolific power hitter for a shortstop but he's not a world beater offensively and I feel like he Dombrowski is going to be that guy who's just going to throw money at a lot of people and what you what you were saying with the opt-outs I feel like the opt-outs were Mostly because he hated his agents, and they did such a bad job that he wanted the opt-out. He wanted that just take the one-year deal, get out, and then let the new guys come in, and then they get the new commission on the deal, on his big mega deal. So I feel like he's going to go after this big, big deal this time. And I feel like Dombrowski will be that guy.
0: And I I think also uh, an underrated option is returning to Minnesota if the money is there. um, Because the Central still is – is not this powerhouse division and the twins could very easily say we plan on Byron Buxton being healthy. We plan on making a run for it again um, and throw a little bit more money at him to keep him there. Um, Didn't hear anything bad from him about the city of Minnesota or the organization. So um, I have to imagine they're, they're going to be in the mix there still. Now we're going to go to Verlander who you just mentioned with the Astros kind of turn around his playoff legacy there. um, And, I had DeGrom walking and going to Texas and you mentioned how Cohen wants that one-two punch and he's, you know, we know he's not shy with the checkbook. So I'm going to say if DeGrom walks, um, then Cohen throws a ton of money at Verlander to get a continued one-two punch there of of some superstars. And I think that'd be so fun to see Verlander and Scherzer back together. There is a connection there. um, If Cohen wants to go for it and get, you know, Scherzer in his ear, those two played together in Detroit um, so I could see um, if DeGrom leaves, I could see Verlander in Queens.
1: Yeah. I, I think obviously my pick is dependent on DeGrom going back to the Mets. So I have uh, Verlander going back to the Astros. Cause I mean, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't have a problem going back there. You know, it seems like he loves the city. They just won the world series. So I think that, you know, he's built such a good rapport there with the fan base um, he's done very well there. I, I don't really see him leaving there, um, but if, like you were saying, if the Mets don't retain DeGrom, I could see him going to Queens.
2: Yeah, before this, owner, I want to give a shout-out to Verlander and to Adam Wainwright because what they're doing at their ages, pitching in Cy Young-level careers, so Cy Young-level Cy Young seasons at their age 38, 40 seasons is unreal, and that just extends the life of Major League pitchers right now. Because if you were, if we were having this conversation with Degrom, two, he's been injured for two years straight. He's thirty-five years old. Are we talking about him getting even close to thirty million dollars? What he declined this year, probably not. No. It's 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 kind of crazy what Verlander has done. I mean, he's going to win a Cy Young this year at forty. Um, I feel like he's also been an extremely loyal guy in his career. He was with Texas for a really long time. They kind of stuck with him through the. Um, through the bumps until he, he kind of returned and he um, obviously came back and they weren't ready to win. So he got traded to Houston and then Houston stuck with him. They threw the Tommy John, gave him all the money still. Um, I feel like he'll end up back in Houston. And it, it's weird because he could get like a three-year deal, four-year deal if he wanted to, but I think he prefers the one or two-year deals right now.
0: Yeah. He did say that he wants to go for that 300 wins and he's probably Three solid seasons off from it, um, so but maybe he maybe he values that security, but maybe you know he does decide that he just wants a shorter deal to call it quits. Whenever uh, we're gonna go to Xander Bogarts now, um, who I think his fate with Boston was sealed the second that Trevor Story came in, um, so I don't see him going back there, but I see the Cardinals needing a shortstop, um, so I'm going with the St. Louis Cardinals uh, for Xander Bogarts.
1: Yeah, I have Bogarts going back to the Red Sox. Obviously, that's probably not going to happen. Of all my picks, that's probably the least likely to happen. So I, I'd i say, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't go back to the Red Sox, highly unlikely. I think he could go to the Phillies or the Cardinals, one, one of those two, for sure.
2: Yeah, it's interesting with Bogarts because he's obviously viewed as the most likely guy to move off of short immediately of the top four. And if he went to third base and he went out in the market and was like, hey, I'm open to playing third base, he would be the number one third baseman without a doubt right now. Because, I mean, the the top third base option is probably Justin Turner or Brandon Drury, and Bogart is blowing those guys out of the water. So if he's open to that, I mean, it's going to open a lot more possibilities with more teams, but I can't really name a Cardinal shortstop that has meant anything, has done anything outside of Raphael for call. And that was in like 2011, 2012. Well, I'm, I'm talking more recently, <laughs> but uh, also uh besides Paul DeJong, but he, yeah. I mean, even he got demoted this year to AAA, but I feel like, I feel like Bogarts has definitely fitted well for St. Louis big culture guy going to another pretty big culture place in St. Louis. I feel like he'd fit in well there.
0: Then we're gonna to go to Carlos Radon, who a couple of years ago was the worst pitcher in baseball and now we're set up to to ink a you know what was a nine-figure deal. Um, and I'm gonna say that Dave Dombrowski is the one that gives it to him and that they bring in Radon in addition to Turner um to really bolster that rotation. Um it gets somebody who can go along with Nola and Wheeler and Cindergaard. Um is Syndergaard a free agent? Yeah. If, if they bring, I don't think they'll bring Syndergaard back. Um, but I, I think that that's a a big boost for the rotation there. That you know when you have I mean, Ranger Suarez is a fine pitcher, but he's not your start game three of the World Series pitcher um, when he's going up against guys like Lance McCullers. Um, so I'm going to say they boost the rotation there with Rodon.
1: Yeah, I have uh, Rodon going to the Rangers. You know, I feel like you think last year, right? Martin Perez came out of nowhere uh, last year with the Rangers and just had a dominant season. And then you look at what Mike Miner did, right? A few years back, was an All Star with the Rangers. It seems like lefties um, in Texas seem to do well. Uh, so I, I think he's going to go back there. I think that, or not back there. I think he's going to go there. Big ballpark. Uh, I think that he's going to pretty much be the front end of their rotation, and they really need an ace like him. He's been a bulldog these past couple of years.
2: Yeah, with Rodon, I have him going to St. Louis too. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of question marks around Jack Flaherty's health. And, um, it's kind of an kind of an older team now. Um, they kind of need a guy who can solidify and win, he can kind of pass the torch to because he might more than likely he's probably done after this year with Yachty. Um, I feel like he'd be a good good piece because then you have him, you have Montgomery in there. Uh, you got two solid lefties who can be the left side of that. But I I was really close to giving this to Baltimore because if I had a choice of one of the free agent pitchers, Rendon would be my guy.
0: We're going to go to Dansby now, who I've got going back to the Braves. Um, they need a shortstop. And God knows with all the money they've saved on these ridiculous deals with basically their entire roster, that if Dansby says, show me the money, they have the money to show them. Um, they're paying everybody else in checks mix, so I should have no problem throwing some money at Dansby and keeping him around.
1: yeah, I have him going to the Braves as well, just staying with the Braves. I think that you know as as you said you know like i mean he's 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 their guy right they they need him to be their source up. He's improved so much since he's come up it seems like every year he gets better and better um he's obviously a great asset to that city. So I think that he stays in Atlanta.
2: Yeah, I have him going to the Cubs. Cubs need to make a splash. Uh, He could be one of their franchise guys moving forward as they look to turn that thing around. And in Chicago, you you can't be down that long. Um, I feel like just the Braves, like what they've done, they've extended everybody. And for some reason, they haven't extended Dansby. So I feel like it's got to come down to why haven't they extended him yet? Why did they let him reach free agency? So I just feel like it'll be something mutual where they just decide to go different ways
0: next one is is pretty easy for me which is Clayton Kershaw to me he should be a Dodger for his entire career um, he's when you think of the Dodgers you think of Clayton Kershaw he's one of the greatest players in the history of that organization and he's still got it um, so I just think it would be an awful look on that organization to let him leave
1: yeah I think he stays with the Dodgers too uh, like like you said I think he's going to be like Sandy Koufax, just you know, just stays in that uh, Dodger blue for his entire career. I think that he means so much to that city. I think that they're going to – I'm not going to say he's going to take a discount to go back there, but I don't think he has the value that he once had. He's older now, and the Dodgers certainly aren't um, itching for money, so I think that they could definitely bring him back.
2: If he isn't a Dodger next year, they failed. Move on. Yep, exactly. Uh, Jose Abreu. I'm gonna say the Mets take
0: Jose Abreu and use him to to fill a DH spot there. Um, maybe him and and Pete can switch off some games at first base, give Pete a rest from the field. Um, but I think that they're we're missing a, a big DH bat, um, and I you know they're gonna to want to use that for for Alvarez too. I'm sure to to once he's up, um, so that. You know he's not catching all the time. You switch him and McCann there, but I think that they need a a regular, consistent power bat in that DH spot. Uh, and I'm gonna say Jose
1: Abreu is the guy. I think he goes to the Padres. I, you know, if you look at the Padres lineup, you know, imagine if you had Soto, Manny Abreu, um, Tatis when he comes back, that would be an incredible, uh, you know, beginning of the lineup. Your heart of the lineup would be insane. Uh, I think that. If you look at their roster, their lineup, they're, they're missing like a first base DH type guy that can kind of fill that void. They kind of had a platoon of DH guys. You know, when Jury when came over, he kind of took that void sometimes. But I think that they need like a solidified guy to have that first base DH. As you kind of said, as you do with the Mets, he could go, you know, first base DH, switch on and off the Lonzo. But I think he could have that same role with the Padres. So I think he goes to San Diego.
2: It, with the White Sox having to extend a lot of young guys coming up in the future, I feel like the Twins are going to steal one of their division rivals here. Um, obviously, they don't really have a big bopper in that lineup. Um, they definitely can can contend. Obviously, Miguel Sano is not going to be there anymore. Uh, Luis Arise kind of just plays all over the place as he won the uh, Super Utility Silver Slugger tonight. But I feel like Abreu would be a really good spot for um, him in Minnesota.
0: Next, we're going to Brandon Nimmo, uh, and I have the Giants missing out on Judge, so I think that they pivot to Nimmo then. Um, I think that his defense would play really well in that outfield there. That It's a massive outfield. You need somebody who's defensively minded out there, um, especially with that, that corner out there and, and right center. Um, so I'm going to say that after they miss out on Judge, they pivot to Nimmo.
1: Yeah, I, I think that would be a great fit, as Nimmo's already a triples machine. Imagine if he went to uh, San Fran, but... You know, I, I'd love to see the Mets bring him back. You know, they they need that center fielder. They they need that leadoff guy that Nemo provides. There's not a lot of center field options, unless you were to bring in Trey Turner and work him in center. But I I think Nemo goes back to Queens.
2: This was my favorite pick of the entire day, with without a doubt, the Colorado Rockies. Um, last year everybody wondered why they threw nine figures at or yeah nine figures at. Uh, Chris Bryant. Nobody knew. Nobody, nobody asked this year. What are they going to do? They're going to throw another nine figures at Brandon Nimmo for the reason of once again, nobody knows it's, it's the Colorado Rockies. They throw nine figures at random people all the time. It's no shame in Nimmo. I mean, if Nimmo gets $120 million over six years from them, I, I would certainly take that run with it. Um, he would he'd be a monster in Colorado, honestly, but yeah, that's where, that's it's not really of saying that Nimmo deserves to go play in Colorado. It's more Colorado saying, take my money and come play for me.
0: They always do something weird, and I would just like to point out, now that the season's over, I do not have a dinger tramp stamp um, because I knew that they sucked, and I, I told you all they sucked, and they did suck, and they're going to suck next year, even if they give Brandon Nimmo $120 million dollars. Uh, Wilson Contreras is next, and this was one that I wrestled with, um, and I I originally went St. Louis, um, but then I I changed my pick to Detroit. Detroit. I think he's going to go to the Tigers. Um, and I I the reason that I changed from St. Louis is that I have a hard time going from Yadier Molina, possibly the best defensive catcher in the history of baseball, to Wilson Contreras, who is a DH. If we're being honest. Um, I think that they're a team that values defense a lot, um, and I'm not sure that he fits into their model there. Um, so I'm, I'm going with Detroit on this one.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I I went with St. Louis. I I think that, you know, they, like you said, they're an organization, you know, with, you know, think about Ted Simmons, Joe Torrey, uh, and obviously Yadi that have had great catchers uh, over their tenure. So I, I think that he goes there. Even if he's not defensive-minded, I think that he still gives them a lift offensively. They do need somebody to provide that lift, especially – you know, Yali wasn't the best hitting catcher, so I think that maybe, maybe they kind of try something new and, and, and give Contreras a contract.
2: Yeah, I have Boston coming in and getting him here. Uh, it would align with them losing out on Bogarts and this, this fan base really demanding them spend money almost – Almost having to after finishing last place for a franchise that doesn't do a lot of losing like that. Um, they don't really have any internal options, uh, catching wise. Wilson Contreras, he could just pepper balls off that wall all year for four or five years, whatever his contract is. Um, I feel like it'll be a decent signing for them. Uh, it's just where I went.
0: We have Josh Bell next. Um, obviously, Jimmy, you had him leaving. San Diego with the Abreu signing, Um, and I do too, I have him going to the Guardians. I think that we saw that the Guardians need a power bat in their lineup and that they're really lacking someone who can, you know, smack the ball out of the ballpark consistently. Um, So I'm saying that they go and they make that offensive splash uh, by bringing Josh Bell into play, uh, first base, DH, whatever.
1: I think that he goes to the Red Sox. Um, I I think that the, the way Josh Bell hits that switch hitting ability, that ability to go the other way, it, you know, he's going to pull the ball as a right-hander. He can go the other way as a left-hander. That really benefits him with the monster. He could pull the ball as a lefty and get that pesky pull. So I think that, to me, the Red Sox make sense, and they could really use a dynamic hitter like him.
2: Yeah, I, feel, I was initially out on him going to Boston because Hosmer opted into his contract. But I feel like they could easily split time there. He might even move Hosmer to DH because he's been – pretty bad at first base while Bell has been at least been serviceable but they're gonna they don't really have another lefty bat outside of Devers who they could very well stonewall like they're gonna stonewall like they stonewalled Mookie like they're gonna stonewall Bogarts this this franchise does just doesn't show like they're willing to pay stars I don't know why you're trying to be the Tampa Bay Rays in Boston in that market but better for me as an Oriole fan go for it boys
0: yeah right they should be sending Hosmer to Worcester, if we're being honest. <laughs> Never mind DH. Just like Rusni Castillo. They did it with him. Do do it to Hosmer. Triple A legend. Dude, how, I mean, how much $80 million playing in triple A?
1: Yep.
0: Unbelievable. <laughs> um, next up is Tyler Anderson. Um had a breakout year this year after being a career like high fours ERA guy. Um and I'm gonna say that uh, the Cardinals bring him in um to to boost that rotation there you mentioned the the question marks around jack flaherty if you know he's not healthy then you have anderson there um if he is healthy then you have a, a pretty cool three headed monster there um so i'm gonna say that he goes to saint louis um on a i mean it should be a relatively cheap deal um he like i said he is a career for something e r a guy so um it's not like he's has a track record of what he did this year so it's it's kind of a gamble thing and and i think he's a good fit there
1: Yeah, I I think that he stays with the Dodgers. You know, I I feel like you always see these, you know, career mid four guys. Next thing you know, they have one breakout season but they go to a new organization and then they get that bigger deal and leave and they just suck again. So I think, you know, if it's not broke or you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just stay, you know, with the Dodgers. And I think that he's not gonna go for a whole lot of money. Probably just get in front on like a two, three year deal. I mean, as as I said before, the Dodgers can eat contracts, they have a ton of payroll. I, I think that the Dodgers make sense for him. You know, why leave that system when you were so good this year?
2: All right, now, I have the Angels signing him, but it's not really for um, his profile per se. It's for them to sign him and say, what did the Dodgers teach you? Because they can't develop pitchers at all. So I'm going to have them signing him and they're going to say, tell us what the Dodgers are telling you to do. And we will pay you $8 million a year. And that's it. You pay us, you give us information and we'll pay you. That's, that's about it. That's, that's a good move. I think eight is a, a bit low for what he's going to get though. Um, eight to 12 is probably where I put his range.
0: Yeah. I was thinking um, like a, a 340, 345 or something like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then lastly, we're going to Michael Brantley. Um, and I think he runs it back with the Astros. I don't think that he leaves. Um, I think that that lineup with him in it is that much better. Um, And even not playing and such, he was such a clubhouse presence during this world series, during this playoffs. Um, And and I think that he's really the, besides, you know, Altuve, one of the veteran clubhouse leaders of that team, one of the heart and souls of that team. Um,
1: So I can't see him going anywhere. I would love to see him go to the Yankees. That's kind of where I have him going. I think that, you know, now's the time to get him. I think that, you know, he's not going to – he's older now. He's coming off, you know, a down year and then kind of an injury-plagued year this year. So, now's the – you know, you, you kind of want to strike now with him. And I think that he could be a great spot in that Yankees line if they kind of need a consistent bat. I think that he goes to the Yankees.
2: Yeah, I feel like he just stays in Houston, kind of uh, runs it back, maybe like a one-in-one year – one-in-one deal. Um, I mean, he's just been just a – Pro's pro his entire career. He was phenomenal in Cleveland. It's been great in Houston. I feel like they're just gonna run him back with him.
0: And that wraps it up for the our top 15 free agents and where we think that they're going. Um, if you forgot where we started, head to at CTBP pod on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok to see the graphic with a complete list. Um, and We're going to come back real shortly, a couple days with a different episode where we're going to do our uh, all MLB team and we're going to announce our regular season awards. That's MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year. Um, so that will come out uh, later this weekend. Um, and then we're going to start to get into some offseason stuff after that. And, and after that episode, we can start to discuss what that's going to look like. Um, but that wraps it up for this one. Um, again, at CTBP pod on all socials and we'll see you not next week. I always say next week, but we'll see you this week mm-hmm. with another episode.